You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This episode of Gators Breakdown is brought to you by MyBookie. Use promo code GATORS to double your first deposit. Only at mybookie.ag. This episode of Gators Breakdown is also brought to you by Shark Coatings. Visit sharkfloorcoatings.com when you need professional floor coating services done right the first time. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shoutouts, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. It's the bye week, so what better time than to check in on recruiting a couple commits last week, big visit weekend during the LSU game, a lot of storylines coming out this past week with some of the top targets on the board. Commitment dates coming along as well. So plenty, plenty to get into during this bye week. Not much of a better time to sit here and look while the Gators are off this week uh, and all the recruiting news that is out there. Let's get caught up with on three Gators online, Corey Bender. He'll join us on this episode of Gators Breakdown. Uh, Corey's got this covered <laughs> as about as deep as you can get it covered right there uh, on uh, Gators online. So we'll bring him here right here on Gators Breakdown and get his thoughts on what's happening in the world of recruiting. But before we get there, hit that like button. I know a lot of good topics coming up here in this episode, so do us a favor. Hit that like button. Let more Gator fans out there find this episode of Gators Breakdown. Subscribe if you haven't done so yet. You'll get those notifications when there is a new episode of Gators Breakdown. And also, let's keep the conversation going. Gators Breakdown Plus, you can find the link in the description. You get a link to that Discord server and what all the recruiting news that is going on out there. And, of course, it's still football season, so we're heavy, heavy in the conversation right there with the football season going on. A lot of football conversations still happening on Gators Breakdown Plus, that Discord server. Sign up. You'll get a welcome email. The link to the Discord will be in there for you to join. Talk to your fellow Gator fans about the program. Basically, I mean, there's even other chat rooms in there about just outside of football, other Gator sports, 
life stuff. So you can all find, you can find the, there. That's what the plus means. Engagers breakdown plus a lot happening there, but also more Gators content chats, live chats to be happening uh, as well. Um, you get uh, Billy Napier at the SEC teleconference every Wednesday as well. So lots going on out there at Gators breakdown plus. And all right, here we are with Gators Online from On3 Sports. Corey Bender joining us right here on Gators Breakdown to update us in the crazy, crazy recruiting world, all the storylines going on right now. Fast and furious. Check those guys out at Gators Online. Corey, man, how you been? Uh, Busy, busy weekend, uh, of course, with the big visit weekend during the uh, LSU game. Um, Kudos to you, man, for keeping up with it all. No, I'm doing good, Dave. Thanks for having me on, man. Um, yeah, just keeping busy. You know, we're about almost the early sign period, about two months out. So Florida's class will mostly be signed around that time. So I'm not sure how busy February will be in January. <laughs> but yeah, man, starting to get down to that uh, that home stretch, man. So we're dialed in. Yeah, Corey, go quickly, we've all kind of covered it there, but let's go back to last week, a week ago. Dijon Johnson, Bryce Thornton added to the Gators class right here. Uh, from your perspective, what type of players are Florida getting uh, to fit in the defensive backfield? Yeah, I think with Dijon Johnson, I mean, you're getting a versatile kid. I mean, he's listed as a cornerback, but I think he can play all around the secondary. Um, good size, good um, good burst downfield, has good makeup speed whenever those opportunities do come up when he has to chase down uh, the, the wide receiver in the open field. But very good competitor, um, has that leadership, has those leadership qualities too, which I really like with him. Um, I saw him play earlier this year at Tampa uh, against Tampa Jesuit and um, really was just a fiery competitor, really put the team on his back. Was That, that was the part that really impressed me. But he's a legit six one and a half, almost six foot two. So when you kind of look at those measurables online, he definitely – those are all accurate. He's a big defensive back. And I think with Bryce Thornton too, um, he's not the biggest guy, but I think he's versatile. I think he can play obviously the safety spot. I think he can step it at the nickel um he's he's a sure tackler right that's the thing i like about him the most sure tackler plays with good technique um is always in the play and that, that's the thing i think you want from a safety that's going to kind of come down and um kind of assist in the run game he's kind of all over the field fills up the stat sheet um and then when it comes to um in pass coverage man he has good ball skills really does a good job of getting vertical high pointing the ball um there's a lot to like about him i think like if there's one thing to knock he's just not the biggest kid um, mm-hmm. But when you watch this film, I'm definitely impressed. And, and um, it's no surprise that schools like Alabama, Georgia, Miami, and the list goes on. They all um, took a shot on him during the offseason and offered. So I think you have two guys. I think if Florida gets Kermaya McLean um, next week, I think arguably that's the best defensive back class in the country. Yeah, the numbers and deep. So that's what it would be there for the Gators. And, Corey, let's go right there. Kermaya McLean. Deciding October 27th looks to be Florida Bama choice, but would pretty much at this point be kind of a surprise if he doesn't pick the Gators. Yeah, definitely. So I know he was he was on the on the docket as far as a supposed to officially visit um, Alabama for the AM game. Uh, depending on who you talk to, um, that visit actually wasn't set. Um, you know, there was some kind of confusion as far as like if he was going to take that visit or not. Um, that visit never went through, which is a good sign for Florida. And then this weekend, there were—I mean, there's rumors that he could get up to Tuscaloosa for another unofficial visit. I'm told that's highly unlikely going to happen, um, which is more good news for Florida, um, especially with that decision coming next Thursday. Is next Thursday, whatever next week. Um, so all signs, like you said, Dave, are pointing towards Florida. 
Um, I think it would be a major surprise if he did head to uh, Miami or Alabama. I think it's Florida, Alabama in the top two. And then you have Miami kind of as that third school. So we'll see how it all plays out. I think with Florida, you know, there's a lot of familiarity up in Gainesville. You know, a lot of Polk County kids on the roster. So there's that comfort feeling. Um, you know, the staff has really recruited his family well, not just him, but his mother. They're in constant, constant, uh, constant communication with them, uh, especially Corey Raymond. So I think right now Florida checks off all the boxes. And going back to Raymond, I think that was kind of like the cherry on top um, as far as Florida goes, you know, because he's been up to Florida so many times. I think Bama, he's only been up there twice. Um, and Bama is one of those few schools where you don't have to get a kid on, on campus mm-hmm. you know, five, four or five times. I mean, Alabama sells itself. But I think with Florida, they check off so many boxes. But once they got Corey Raymond, I think that was kind of the cherry on top to really solidify Florida as a really top school. So we'll see how it all plays out, man. But I'm definitely leaning towards Florida right now for sure. Corey, hope it happens and we're not looking too far ahead. But – how big of a recruit is that for Florida? Now, Florida's recruited defensive backs well. They've, you know, and they've had the DBU status. That's kind of waned a little bit in the last recent in the last recent years, of course. Uh, but this is not just a five-star cornerback. You know, this is one of the top guys in the state of Florida, but also in the country. So it still sends shockwaves, even though it's just an quote-unquote another five-star corner for Florida. This is one of the best players in the country. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Dave, number two on, in the on-three consensus, number two player regardless of position. And it, it's funny, not only – I think you, you set that up well. Not only is he a five-star prospect, which every school would love to have, but there's so much emotion poured into this kid's recruitment um, from the fan base to, you know, when's he getting back on campus. The last two years, I mean, so much of the attention has been on Cormani McLean um, nationally and from the Florida fan base. So – I think just, you know, if Florida can kind of cross through the finish line and get that verbal commitment, there's going to be a lot of emotion attached to that just because, I mean, he's kind of been the headlines for so long. You can kind of date back the last couple cycles how many guys um, this fan base has kind of been attached to who they really want to kind of bring in. And, you know, sometimes you get that kid, sometimes they head elsewhere. And, you know, it's very, you know, when it, obviously when it doesn't go your way, it's a huge letdown. So if Florida gets a kid like Hermione McLean where, you know, he, he has to add some weight. I mean, he's fairly mm-hmm. fairly thin, but I think you, he's one of those guys that you can kind of play, even in the back end of the defense early on in his career as he bulks up. Because I just think he's too special of a player, obviously, to keep off the field. Um, and obviously, coming back next year, I mean, you have Jason Marshall. I mean, you have guys coming out. You have the upperclassmen, too. But I think he's a guy who can step in and definitely, you know, fight for a good role in that defense in year one. Sounds good there. So, Corey – Quay Rousseau, James Smith, two five-star defensive linemen from the state of Alabama where, you know, Gators have hit on a few guys over the years. Uh, those guys have shown interest in the orange and blue and probably more so Rousseau than Smith. Package deals rarely work out. I know that is a big storyline with these guys, uh, and this one is thought to be a, a, a package deal. And I'm still not so sure package is set in stone. You know, could we see Rousseau and Smith go their separate ways? I mean, it's possible. I asked him that on the phone. Like you said, Russo is more the, is the more talkative type with the media, where uh, James Smith is more laid back, um, doesn't say a whole lot, kind of like really uh, doesn't really reveal his emotions that much. But I mean, there's a chance. But I asked Russo um, last week, or well, yeah, over the weekend, I was like, "Hey, are you guys definitely a package deal?" He said, "Yeah, man, we're gonna play together at the next level." So, and, and it's one of those instances too. They're both five star kids, so it's not where one's higher on the board than the yeah. other. They're both coveted. 
by these national schools. So that's sometimes the hiccup along the way when you come to these package deals What is, you know, one's a little bit higher ranked than the other. Um, but yeah, I think with them, yeah, I'd, I'd be, I'd be pretty surprised if they didn't play uh, football at the next level together. They're very close off the field. Spend, I mean, every visit they go on, they're they're together. So they've kind of um, tag team this whole recruiting journey, and um, really every every experience they've had has you know been together on these campuses. So I think with Florida, um, I think months ago, you know, Florida was kind of on the outside looking in. They could get an official, and I think most fans, even Florida, were kind of from what I've heard was you know Florida. Obviously, they want the kids really bad, but they understood coming into this, it's going to be an uphill battle. It's not going to be easy. You know, I mean. John Walker is more the the one that's clearly in the picture as far as a legit opportunity to get him in the class. But, you know, Mike Pearson, you know, um, Sean Spencer, a lot of these guys, are they pushed all the right buttons when the Alabama dude came into town. They really like campus. Um, Russo himself said you have had the best dorms that he's seen. Um, really sees the opportunity to play year one at Florida, especially with Brenton Cox, as we all think might go to the NFL after this year. So I think Russo sees the opportunity to play early. And then James Smith, too. I mean, I think interior, if Gervon Dexter leaves, I mean, you, you have some opportunity to play early there at Florida. And they both said to each other, can you? Can we see – Russo asked Smith on the visit, can you see yourself playing here? And he's like, absolutely, man. I could definitely see myself here. So I think – but at, at the same time, I think Alabama is probably number one for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Auburn, even with the coaching stuff up in Auburn, with the uncertainty there, they might be number two, and then Florida's right there at three. But – those two can be switched around. So I think Florida, they could be number two on the list um, just based off that weekend visit. But I think right now you still got to favor Alabama. There's just, I mean, Alabama's Alabama, but, you know, they're in-state kids. The so familiarity with that program is very high. And, you know, it just – it would have to show – So I would have to see it a whole lot for me to change my mind there, in my opinion. Yeah, especially if that package deal uh, kind of comes out. Maybe if you could get them to switch, you might get a Roussal <laughs> more so. Uh, but if that package deal holds up, it does kind of maybe favor Alabama uh, right there in the end. Corey, you brought him up. John Walker, of course, committed to UCF. Uh, a little bit of a surprise with his stature, you know, his star ranking, his placement in, in, in recruiting rankings, but did commit to UCF, but has been on Florida's campus many, many times this fall. Uh, is that a is that a flip watch we should be looking for? I think right now he's probably the most likely flip. I mean, Florida's in pursuit of some other guys. Um, you know, I, there, I mean, there's there's about three or four guys Florida's actively trying to flip. But I think right now, just like you said, Dave, based off the amount of visits Florida has got throughout the fall, um, that familiar familiarity, you know, with Sean Spencer and the rest of the staff, um, he's feeling like a top priority for this staff as well. So I think right now, I mean. Florida's definitely um, the most likely. If he changed his mind, Florida would be that school if he changed his mind too. But I've said this to a lot of people too. It's not going to be easy. Um, as much as he's visited Florida, he's still very pleased with that UCF commitment. Um, I know obviously he's kind of a kind of a home buddy kid from what I've heard. He likes kind of like being close to home, close to his family. You know, and obviously UCF is going to be power five more than likely in the coming years. So I think with him, he could probably play very early at UCF, possibly start in year one. Uh, play close to home and the kids are really good player and from what i've heard from a few people up in gainesville a few sources is that florida really is that high on walker where they could see him um challenging for a starting spot in gainesville in year one that's he's very very high on their list so i think with florida they're pushing all the right buttons they're really going all in and they've told them hey we're not going to stop recruiting until you sign those papers so it's going to be that relentless pursuit until um, walker crosses through the finish line so um yeah i mean 
right now, it's to me, I almost have it as a 50 50. Um, it's going to be interesting how this finishes, and uh, Florida will likely get an official in early December. Um, so that'll be key, you know, to get my campus, and I think that'll be good for both parties. He's came to a lot of games, but he's kind of eager to sit down, have more face time with the staff, go through film, uh, kind of do all those things. So that'll be a really important visit. And I've kind of mentioned this to our um, subscribers at Gators Online. It's really, I mean, you got to win over Walker, but from what I've heard, I know his, his parents, you know, his family's really on board with UCF. It's about winning them over and really convincing them, hey, you know, respect to UCF. We know you have a great situation there, but hey, at Florida, we can match that or do better. Um, and we'll take care of your son type thing. So it's just really about winning the family over. It's nothing Florida isn't doing. It's just there's there is a lot of comfort at UCF, and that's not easy to shake. Yeah, that was, you know, we we, we knew the we knew the proximity was gonna come in play. It's still not that far, but as you said, homebody it kind of comes into play there. Uh so it might be tough to overcome. But yeah, you gotta watch for the flip there as we count down these days to December. All right, Corey, maybe I guess somewhat bad news, but you know, it's not a major blow to Florida's class. But Creed Whittemore, the wide receiver right at there out of Gainesville, uh decommits, then right around that time commits to Mississippi State. Uh heard whispers last week that this was kind of in the works there. Uh can you give us more of an update on maybe why this happened? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I think there's a there's a few things. I think like you said it, yeah, Florida wasn't really caught off guard by this. The right was kind of on the wall. Um, and I think too, I think I don't think it's a secret. I know him and his brother are really close. I know Trent really hasn't been used as much this year as many people thought he would have been. Um, I've heard that was kind of a thing too. And then I think with Florida too, they have such a big receiver class, and it's no secret what type of playmaker Eugene Wilson is. I know. Um, Creed's a slot. I like Creed a lot. Mm -hmm. I think Creed's a really good player. Um, but I think overall, I think obviously seeing Trent kind of not get on the field and then just knowing how stacked his wide receiver class is, and it's just one of those things where it kind of all added up. And you kind of look at Mississippi State where they really spread the ball around and they really get a lot of the receivers involved. And I just think, truthfully, I think it's just a move that's best for both parties, and not even in a a messy breakup or anything like that. Right. Um, I just think for everyone involved, it was kind of a better a better situation. And um, I was told he's playing receiver at Mississippi State. I know some people will say quarterback. I don't know if you've heard different, but um, but no, yeah, I, I, think, I heard I heard receiver still as well. Yeah, I, I, yeah, some people say quarterback. I didn't think that at all. So I, I think overall, though, I think it was a good move for both parties. Um, you know, Florida, like you said, I mean, obviously, you would want a kid like Creed in your class. Uh, but, I mean, there's so much firepower, man, with Aiden Mazzell, Eugene Wilson, you know, Tyree Patterson, obviously, I think had a pretty good senior year before he opted out. Um, and then Andy Jean, who I think is one of the best route runners in the country. So I, I think overall, and then they could they could add another receiver in this class. And one guy, obviously, to keep in mind is Jerron Hamilton, uh, Whitmore's teammate. Um, and, you know, you're probably get, – we'll get some uh, interesting feedback on this, but he told Bama Insider, um, you know, the Bama side over on three, that, 
even if Florida offers him, he's not considering Florida. I, I think, you know, that was a few days ago. I think there's some some feelings involved with that, you know, not getting not getting reoffered by the staff. He's been on campus for almost every Florida game. And from what he told me, too, he doesn't really communicate much with the staff when he's there. So I think with Alabama, Tennessee, Michigan, some schools prioritizing him and then realizing, hey, Florida has to reoffer me, it's like, whatever. He's just like, they offered me. Like, yeah, I, mean, I, I can tell maybe there's some feelings involved there. But if Florida does end up reoffering, maybe he changes his mind. So it's going to be interesting to see where Florida goes um, for that last wide receiver spot. Yeah, it may, be even, may even be a spot they just say for the transfer portal, uh, you know, because if you're going to have this big shift in the wide receiver room, you probably don't want it to all be freshmen. <laughs> so, yeah. 100%, 100%, man. And I mean, like that's the thing, too. Like, you want to have a good receiver class, but at the end of the day, you kind of also want an immediate playmaker. I mean, it shows with Ricky Pearsall what they got this year, and I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, the one guy that came to mind that a lot of Florida fans have been upset by is a Jacob Cohen um, in Arizona the kid from UTEP, and he went to Arizona. I know he had a kid back home. And, you know, Florida offered him, and now he's leading the Power Five in yards after catch and has almost 1,000 yards in Arizona. And I see some Florida fans the last few days be like, God, we missed on this kid. But <laughs> I think right there it just shows, man, the portal, like how successful it's been at certain positions. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty of pass catchers available for the staff to pursue. Yeah, I think so, too. think so uh, as well. So – Keon Keeley, of course, decommits from Notre Dame, uh, opens up, many thought, many thought, okay, well, he's just going to immediately flip to Alabama. Well, that didn't happen. Uh, Florida gets more involved. Alabama's still involved. Ohio State moves in as well uh, with this recruitment. Kind of seems Florida might be trailing those other two schools, uh, Bama and Ohio State, as this one heads down to December. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think with Florida, um, there's a lot of familiarity there. Um, you know, that was the lifelong favorite school. Um, he's been there a good amount. I mean, this year he's only been there twice, but in the past he's been there a few, um, about three or four times. But yeah, I, right now I have it as Alabama one, Ohio State two, and Florida three. Um, the family wanted to officially visit Florida for the Kentucky game, and I, I was kind of telling people, man, the staff has been adamant about now, but uh, by not adjusting the schedule when it comes to their blueprint for official visits. So, you know, they always wanted to host kids for the LSU game and then host the rest of the kids in early in December. Um, that way they can fully focus on the season. You know, I mean, a lot of people don't understand how much goes into these officials during the season, man. It's a lot. And especially for some of these kids, I mean, you really got to roll off the red carpet. So, yeah, but the thing is, though, with Keeley, they kind of made it almost like an official visit. They had him there for two days and, really roll out the red carpet, show him everything you need to see. And I spoke to his mother um, the last couple of weeks, and they feel like they've seen everything at Florida. It's not, you know, um, they, they need to come back and have um, some questions answered. You know, they've seen everything. Um, they're familiar with Gainesville. You know, they're familiar with the program. They speak with the staff all the time. Um, so, but at the same time, I look at that as kind of like, man, if Florida doesn't get an official, I mean, I just don't see them winning out, especially with the amount of buzz with Bama and Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State got – Two visits in September, including an official, and then Alabama just got an official. Um, not that, yeah, you know, I mean, just got an official not that long ago. And when he was committed to Notre Dame, they got him on campus during that time as well. So, um, yeah, we just got to see how it all plays out, man. So I think with Florida, um, I think right now they're number three on the list, and it's going to, I think, I think Alabama, you got to be trending towards them. All right. It is a bye week for the Gators. So you can concentrate on other football games. Make those football games worth more at MyBookie. MyBookie has the biggest online selection of odds and contests to fill all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. Bet on the NFL, 
college football, MLB playoffs, or play for a share of big cash prizes in the weekly blackjack tournaments. If you've been waiting for the right time to get in on the action, that time is now. Make your winning move today. Sign up at MyBookie, use promo code GATERS, and claim your deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. Again, that is promo code GATERS to claim your bonus. Experience sports in a whole new light and make this season a winning one. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere at my book. You know the goosebumps you get when Florida takes the field? Or when that 63-yard Hail Mary actually works? Or the thrill of a game-winning interception in the end zone? What a rush. You can experience that same rush every day at your home with Shark Coatings. We'll cover your old, ugly concrete with a beautiful industrial concrete coating and a warranty that lasts longer than most careers in professional football. So whether your garage floor is for parking, partying, or working out, Shark Coatings can transform it. And if your pool deck is starting to look like a bulldog, old, cracked, smells like pee, Shark Coatings can transform that too. Shark Coatings is easy to clean, stain-resistant, and is 100% antibacterial and antimicrobial. We're easy on the eyes and on the maintenance. Gator Nation is worldwide, and Shark Coatings is based right in the heart of it. So whether you live in Brunswick, Georgia, or Live Oak, Florida, down to Ocala, over to New Smyrna Beach, or anywhere in between, Contact us for a free estimate today. Learn more at sharkfloorcoatings.com. That's sharkfloorcoatings.com. All right, a few more thoughts right here with Corey Bender. Getting some more thoughts on this class, and we'll even pick ahead to the 24 class in just a second, too. Uh, but Corey, at, right here out of Jacksonville, where I'm from, of course, Jordan Hall's name uh, has been brought up, uh, and you know now some recent news with him, too. Uh, right here out of Jacksonville, defensive lineman. Florida, of course, targeting so many defensive linemen uh, this class. This one, and, and luckily so, because they're competing with Georgia and Alabama. And I was we just heard Ohio State for a lot of these defensive linemen uh, right now. But Jordan Hall comes here. You know, not a whole lot of information on him, maybe where he's leaning. But it thought right now seems to be Florida maybe behind Georgia right now for that battle. Yeah, I would chalk it up as that right now. I mean, I think over the – I mean – Florida's got the most visits from uh, Jordan Hall. I mean, you have, you have Georgia, like you said, in the mix. LSU's kind of been mentioned. He's going to take an official visit to Ohio State in November. Um, but, yeah, I think right now, Georgia, you have to kind of give them the lead. He's actually going to Alabama this weekend for an official, mm-hmm. too. Um, so I think right now it's Georgia, maybe Florida in that second spot. Because uh, he really raves about the staff, man. I mean, he really likes the recruiting staff in Florida. Um, the, just the staff in general from top to bottom. They're all recruiting him. So he's getting the red carpet treatment. Um, you go in Gainesville, he was blown away by the fraternity houses when they had his name on it, um, written outside on the big uh, on the big poster outside. And he, he was blown away, uh, blown away by that. So I think with Florida, um, he's seen everything he needs to see. He's another kid that could take an official visit, could not. Um, he's been there so many times. And initially I was hurt, I was hearing he wanted to officially visit schools farther away from home. Uh, just because he's been to FSU in Florida so much. And then even Georgia. I mean, he went to Georgia. I don't, I don't think he went for official yet, but he still might. Um, but, yeah, Georgia, I mean, he's very consistent with that staff. And, obviously, their on-field play speaks for itself. So that that's one of those ones where Florida was really generating a lot of buzz over the summer and the spring. Uh, but I was always hesitant to say Florida was leading. Um, I thought there was a bunch of schools kind of at the top, kind of bundled together. Um, but in recent months, Georgia's kind of took that lead. Went on record saying George is a school impressing him the most. Um, you know, as far as like trending with predictions, uh, Georgia has several of them already submitted. So I think with Florida, man, I think they're going to have to get an official visit from him. It's uncertain. 
um, if we'll take one. Um, he mentioned that he wanted to do one in December, which fits what Florida wants to do. So they're on the same page with that. So hopefully Florida can really generate some momentum down the stretch and kind of get in his mind a little bit and maybe ends up staying closer to home. But um, I think right now Georgia's the one trending for sure. And um, Florida is likely the number two spot for him. That's where I would kind of put Florida. If not, definitely top three. Right. So, Corey, we know this defensive class for Florida, with all the targets, with all the commits so far, is going to be probably one of the best defensive classes in the country uh, when it all when it's all said and done. But we move to the other side of the ball, and you start really pinpointing where Florida needs the most help, and it's right there at offensive line, uh, of course, for the Gators. And you know, not really high-level commits right now, some targets out there. Uh, Roderick Kearney right here from uh, Orange Park looked to be on flip watch or from earlier in the season. Uh, and now, you know, you can update us on that too. But, you know, besides Kearney, what else is happening at the offensive line recruiting for the Gators? Yeah, Caden Jones is a kid. Obviously, keep tabs on Louisiana. Um, looks like a million bucks, man. He's like six foot eight, lean frame. Um, I like his senior, his senior film too. Um, really, I mean, he, I thought he's really made uh, some good leaps in his games in recent months. From what I've been told, the staff is somewhat split on him, though. Um, you have some staff members that are like, hey, we should take him. This is all I've heard from a few people, and some of the staff are like, eh, let's just kind of evaluate him a little bit more. Um, I know he didn't have the best performance at Friday Night Lights, and I think that plays a big part in that. Um, but I think right now, just based off where the class stands, if it was me, I would take him. I just, I think the kid has a lot of potential, um, a lot of upside, long-term potential, um, especially at that left half of position at six foot eight. Um, lean frame, decent feet as well. Um, obviously, I mean, he's kind of like a ball of clay. You're going to have to take some time with him, redshirt him, and just kind of get him accustomed to the game a little bit more. But he, he's a kid. A&M is the other school in his top group. Um, you have Florida State offer him too. Just, you know, a handful or a little bit more Power 5 schools are involved, but it's really came down to Texas A&M and Florida. Um, both schools are going to get official visits in early December. Um, Florida just got him on campus, I believe it's for the Missouri game. And then um, he visited a few times early in the year, too. So he's a guy to kind of look out for. And um, another guy actually was in the headlines today, Samson Okunolola. Um, he basically is a five-star offensive tackle, um, top 15 kid overall up in Massachusetts. Um, Florida was in his top nine um, earlier this year, but they're always considered kind of a long shot. I mean, uh, Michigan State, Miami, and Alabama all received official visits over the summer. Uh, Miami's trending as the heavy favorite still. Um, and then, you know, schools like Ohio State and some schools close to the home that make up his list, too. Uh, but th today, um, you have Darnell Stapleton, you have Jamar Luke, um, all heading up to Massachusetts to go to his school. And from what a source told me last night is Florida is hoping to get him on campus for the South Carolina game. It seems like it's more likely to happen, too. Um, they're expecting him to visit that weekend. So, um, like, like we said a few times already on the podcast, you know, Florida wants uh, to host official visitors in um, December. Maybe, I mean, it's so close to December at that point. Maybe they say, hey, if we, we can host one kid, you know, if, if we have to, to get him on campus, but and they change that. Um, but, you know, Florida, I mean, they're, they're still pushing for him. He said he has a good relationship with that staff. Um, and now he visited twice last year, but it was when Dan Mullen was head coach. So it's about me and the staff in person. I think that's the biggest hurdle right now. Um, and then getting him down to campus. But I think right now, I think um, to the on, on three recruiting prediction machine, Miami – I think has a 95% chance of winning out. Um, so they've been heavily in the mix for a while. And Alabama and Michigan State um, are definitely high up there too. So there's definitely some ground to make up with him. 
Yeah, interesting there. You know, you mentioned the visits and stuff. I guess him being from Massachusetts it will limit his opportunities that he'd be able to come <laughs> to, to, to Florida. So you definitely try. Okay, well, I can make it this one weekend. Yeah, you probably make some concessions <laughs> to, to host him if, if, if need be. Uh, Corey, all right, let's fast forward a little bit. It, it's tough to look forward with so much recruiting in the class of 23 going on, but there's a lot of buzz around the class of 24 for the Gators as well right now. Uh, already committed linebacker Miles Graham, committed before the season started. But the Gators have added one since, running back Chauncey Bowens, committed about a month ago and, and during the season. So a 24 commit during the season maybe overlooked a bit. Uh, what type of prospect are the Gators getting right here? Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I like Chauncey Bones a lot, man. I mean, I know he's had a bad luck as far as his games this year. A lot of reschedules. Some got canceled. Uh, but, man, decent size. He kind of reminds me in a way of... Not saying that he's going to have that impact, but his style reminds me kind of a Montreal Johnson. Um, kind of good size for running back and kind of bouncy and has decent acceleration for a bigger back. Um, and definitely, once he gets north and south, man, he's definitely a threat every time on the rack up six points. So I think with Chauncey Bones, man, I think his offer sheet is going to continue to expand um, over the next year. Um, Florida was always kind of in a good spot with him, and um, you know, they host him about three or four times before he committed. And it's when he came in the campus for his, his first game visit that really put four over the top. And I think that was the plan all along. He wanted to get back up there, see a game, and, hey, if it all went well, I'm going to make a commitment. Uh, but I think overall on the field, man, very shifty, um, good feet, good uh, does a good job of navigating through clutter. So obviously has good vision, does a good job. He has that really those quick instincts to really readjust um, based off what he's seeing in front of him. Uh, but I think overall, you see, I, I see a kid that really has that bouncy type of play, um, good acceleration once getting north and south, but also has good size. Um, and yeah, like you said, I, when I watch this film, I'm like, man, I, I'm just surprised more SEC schools or more schools nationally haven't offered them. So I think Florida um, getting him in in the class, I thought was a really nice pickup. Um, he seems very solid, Florida too. Um, this is, I thought it was going to come down to Florida and Miami. And then Florida's the school got on campus much more in recent months. And, and then they always say attractive visits. They say attractive visits and you'll see where a kid ends up. And I think that's where it kind of, you know, with him, that familiarity started to really grow in Florida. All right, so I said we're moving forward to 24, but we may be staying put in the way. Desmond Ricks, cornerback, there's announcement for October 22nd. And there's some whispers, of course, of or, you know, and some wondering of what that announcement is he's already announced the top 10 uh but on october 22nd he has another announcement uh and there's whispers been around the last few months Corey, that he could reclassify from 24 to 23 um the gators are heavily in the mix and but at a position like we discussed before where numbers are pretty heavy in the defensive backfield for florida then i'm not saying you turn away <laughs> a prospect like uh desmond ricks but with those numbers if he reclassifies and if that's the announcement or whatever this announcement is would those numbers hurt Florida in the end? With so many guys already uh, committed and McLean committing the week after this, uh, or you know just a couple of days after this, um, you know you 
you probably try and find some way to get one of the top defensive backs in the country in a class, but there's a lot of storylines around cornerback Desmond Ricks and this announcement coming up on October 22nd. Yeah, and we, we asked him over the weekend uh, about reclassifying. He said, you know, he has a, nothing really, nothing's really new on that front, but, you know, at the same time, maybe he didn't know and just didn't want to reveal it. Why is he going to reveal it to uh, Walton Forest campus? He probably wants to make a, a formal big announcement about that. Uh, but, you know, it's funny when Florida offered him, Napier said the reason I'm offering you is because, you know, basically he's a lead kid. But when it came at that time, when it came to those underclassmen, would I offer you if you were a 2023 prospect? And I would. Um, so he's that type of player. Uh, he's one of the older kids in the 2024 class, too. So it kind of all makes sense in that regard. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting. man. I think it's either going to be reclassification or maybe he trims his list a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see him making a commitment. He was adamant about not committing until his senior year. And I, I believe him, too. When you're a kid that highly ranked, um, a mo- most of the time they're treating it like a business-like decision. Um, they're really um, calculated with what they say and what they do and what schools are going to visit. And it's a big deal. I mean, at the end of the day, recruiting is about being a student athlete. But at the end of the day, when you're a kid like that, there's a lot on the line, especially for your long-term future. So I, if he did make a commitment, which I don't expect him to, I, I would honestly go with Alabama. I know when he tweeted that out, I mean, his whole entire Twitter was flooded with Gator fans everywhere. Um, and they were really just in the comments. And people thought, hey, just got a Florida visit and, you know, whatnot. But, you, I mean, you just got to be honest with yourself. I mean, obviously, Florida lost that game versus LSU. And, you know, there are some points. And he said the secondary needs help, but he feels like he can step in and help that group. But it wasn't like that vibe where, hey, Florida just shot up my list. And, um, yeah, you know I mean, where you would think, okay, could he commit? So, I think right now, I think overall, I think it's, I think reclassifying might be the most likely thing he's doing or trimming his list. It's going to be, I, I just don't see it being a commitment. And if for some crazy reason he did commit, I would, Alabama would be my prediction, at least this early. Yeah. And if he does reclassify, I mean, he'd have to make the decision soon anyway, though, right? So, I mean, take- and then the thing is, too, it's like, I think with Florida's numbers, going back to what you're saying at first, like, I've heard Florida doesn't really have a set number for this class. It's really about just getting the best players available. And yeah. that's why you see such a big D-line class. You see a receiver class that's fairly big. I mean, receiver needed help. Honestly, it's a pretty thin room. Um, tight end, from what I've heard, they plan on hitting the portal for the tight end position, um, you know, in the coming months. Uh, but, yeah, I think with this class, I mean, regardless of what your numbers are, a guy like Desmond Ricks, if he wants to come, you just make it happen. And, you right. saw what happened over the summer. I mean, it's unfortunate. It's part of the game. And you, some guys on the roster didn't come back. You know, they kind of parted ways with some guys. So it wouldn't surprise me if that happens again with a few more. Um, I haven't heard that, but it's based off of the new staff. And if you want your guys to come in, you kind of have to make some of those adjustments. Um, so we'll see, though. But, yeah, Desmond Ricks wants in the class. You just got to make it happen. He's that type of talent. Absolutely. Uh, last one, Corey, for a specific player here. DJ Lagway, quarterback, visited LSU weekend, also back in July. Staff has done a great job here of making themselves, you know, a, a team to beat early in this process here uh, for Lagway. And look, especially, we don't get to hear a whole lot, but quarterback analyst Ryan O'Hare is really big in this recruitment. Absolutely, man. I mean, Florida's really – people have asked me, what's Florida have to do to get him in, in the class? I just say keep doing what you're doing. I mean, honestly, they're pushing all the red buttons with him, his dad – his mother, and I think right now, like you said, every time he comes to Florida, he raves about his experience. He he sees the, he thinks he can see the field fairly early. He likes the way Florida utilizes Anthony Richardson. He's he sees similarities in their game. They're both bigger quarterbacks who can really pick up yards with their legs. 
um, both strong arm quarterbacks. And I think with Lagway, um, yeah, he just every time he goes to Florida, man, he raves about it. He knows he's a major priority in Gainesville. Um, he not only feels that from the staff, but from the fan base as well. Um, he gets that he gets that red carpet treatment every time he comes. He's been there, I believe, three times this year, maybe four, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I'm sure he's going to try to come back again here soon. Um, the plan is to take his official visits in April of, of next year because he wants to commit fairly early. That way he can start building a special class at whichever school he picks. So I think, you know, the finish line is not – I mean, there's still some time left, but he's not, he's not a kid that's going to drag it out for, you know, all the way until next fall. Um, so I think Florida getting him on campus this many times this early was huge. I think that was the biggest thing. And I think right now the schools that I'm focused on the most for him, he, another kid that has um, released a top list, you know, around top 10 schools or so, you know, give or take. But I think right now, to me, it's Florida, Clemson, and then A&M. Those are the mm -hmm. three schools I'm focused on the most. Um, all three of those staffs are pushing all the right buttons, really showing him what he can do in that offense. Loves campus, all three campuses. I mean, all three of those schools, you he couldn't go wrong with them. He'd be happy at all three of them. Um, but, you know, I've heard Clemson and Florida staff have really dialed it up and really built those relationships. And with A&M, even though they've struggled, obviously, this year and they've with all the talent they have on the roster, it's still the in-state school that's hosted them plenty of times. And if you're Lagway and you see that, it's, you know, you know talent's on the roster. In his mind, he might think, hey, I'm the missing piece. If I'm in there playing quarterback, I think we can win this amount of games, this X amount of games. So when it's it's not like, hey, I'm a – you know, a linebacker, and I'm not, I'm, I mean, you're going to make an impact, but you're not, like, in the face of the program orchestrating the ball, you know, throwing it downfield and having the ball in your hands. So you can't look – I wouldn't put A&M's um, lack, uh, lack of success this year as something that's going to hurt them in his recruitment. Um, he's been there so many times in-state, and, and we're talking about emotions tied to recruitments, right, with McLean. Uh, for this cycle, I think Ladway is starting to reach maybe not that level, but very close as far as the fan base wanting one certain kid really bad. And and he's such a good kid as well. He handles himself really well. And I'm sure for him, it's going to be tough saying no to some of these schools, but we'll see how it all plays out. I mean, Florida will definitely get an official. They'll be there until the very end and we'll just see how it all plays out. I mean, it's going to be an interesting finish for sure. But A&M, Clemson, and Florida, those are the three schools I think right now to focus on the most. Yep, Corey, man. Hey, good, great job. It is. It's, it's a lot more fun covering Florida recruiting now. Ever since the summer months, and we've seen all these guys come on campus through the summer and through the fall now. Big recruiting weekend. Got some big targets for twenty four. It, it does feel a little different covering the uh, Gators recruiting than more so than it has in the past. Absolutely, man. No, absolutely. I know. Uh, towards the end of last staff, it started to get pretty sour. I could put an update on a five star kid. There was some good news. People are like, I don't care if the staff's going to be fired. Like, people just no one cared. Like, I was like, I was like, whatever. You know, that's how it is. And anytime, like, it's, it's almost still happens now with the staff where, like, yesterday I put out that they're going to go visit some kids. It immediately under, underneath the comments, like, oh, Mullen's staff wasn't recruiting at this time of year and this and that. And I was like, man, we'll never hear the end of that. But, no, it's, it's definitely fun, man. Um, the staff will be out this week, too. I know Sean Spencer will be watching um, – Isaiah Nixon, and then top 2024 target, um, Adarius Hayes. Um, and then I think on Friday, Bateman's going to go watch Sharif Denson and Gavin Hill. Um, I'm actually going to be going to Largo, uh, well, St. Petersburg, Lakewood, to go watch um, Nixon on Friday myself. So 
hopefully I'm going to wrap some analysis on that. Um, he got banged up a few weeks ago, so I'm, I, I didn't see how healthy he is out there, but um, he's explosive edge. You know, I really like his game. Um, it, as far as his recruitment, he's locked in. He might take an official to USC. Um, you know, obviously that's across the country. We'll see yeah. if that really affects his recruitment, but he seems very locked in with Florida. So as of today, I'm not too worried about that. There we go. Gators online on three. Corey Bender right here on Gators Breakdown. Corey, man, I can't thank you for this in-depth recruiting preview. No, absolutely, Dave. Thanks for having me on, man. Anytime. Appreciate you. Great update from Corey right there on Gators recruiting this 2023 class. Looking ahead to 2024, seems things are trending in the right direction for the Gators in trying to turn this thing around. And, of course, we all know it starts on the recruiting trail. So that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. Once again, thanks to Corey Bender for joining us right here, giving us those recruiting updates. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown. <laughs>